You're listening to KHOL. This is the top of the hour news break. I'm Will Walkie. Yellowstone National Park has scaled back its search for 74-year-old Kim Crumbo of Ogden, Utah, who was declared missing September 19th. Rescue crews have been scouring the area around Shoshone Lake for the past few weeks using boats, helicopters, and ground teams. But as the weather begins to turn in western Wyoming, the park says it will have to limit its efforts to maintain the safety of its employees. Crumbo and his brother Mark O'Neill had been backpacking in the area when their trip went sideways, with O'Neill's body being recovered on the shore of Shoshone Lake a few weeks back, his cause of death being exposure. Yellowstone says it will continue search efforts for Crumbo as conditions allow throughout the coming months. The phenomenon of so-called pink taxes on products marketed to women has been well documented when it comes to goods like toiletries and clothing. Discriminatory pricing means that women pay more than men for essentially the same products. That includes cars, according to a new study, and the state with the worst vehicle pink tax, Wyoming. Wyoming women actually have the largest yearly difference in what women are paying compared to men. And that was $183 per year on average. Lakshmi Iyengar is the data lead at Jerry, the car app and licensed insurance broker that conducted the new study. Iyengar says her team looked at three data points in their research, the cost of car purchases, repairs, and insurance. And they found that Wyoming's disparities don't affect all women equally. The Gen X, uh, which are women that are ages 39 to 54, we found that they are paying almost $4,000 more over their lifetime of car ownership. The study doesn't definitively answer the question of why this is happening, but Iyengar says one possible explanation is that women often have lower credit scores than men because of the gender wage gap. She also encourages women to do their own research on how much cars and repairs should cost before agreeing to a price, and to shop around when it comes to insurance. And finally, the Jackson Town Council focused on some long-term planning efforts during Monday's federal holiday. That includes the future of local government funding and its strategy regarding a real estate transfer tax this coming legislative session in Cheyenne. Electeds also discussed how they conduct themselves during their own meetings, including how many sessions in a row a council member can be absent for. Jessica Sell Chambers led the charge on that debate. At a certain point, we can't serve if we're doing other things that are taking us away from office for extended periods of time. We need somebody that's going to be in the seat that can do the job. The conversation was a bit tense, given the public feud between Cell Chambers and Councilmember Jim Rooks exposed in the Jackson Hole News and Guide recently. Rooks missed a significant number of meetings this summer to undergo health care treatment programs, and Cell Chambers implied over email that he wasn't necessarily fit to continue his position if his personal issues continue. Council procedure will continue to be discussed next week regardless of the personal rift. But health emergencies such as Vice Mayor Arne Jorgensen's hip surgery from earlier this summer or Rooks's situation will always be reviewed on a case-by-case basis. And if town councillors aren't acting in a way that people deem respectful or worthy of taxpayer support, their constituents could always just vote them out. For more in-depth reporting from KHOL, be sure to check out our weekly podcast, Jackson Unpacked, available now on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you listen. Will Walkie? K2L News.